0: Podcast important, very, very important. Let's go. You're never going to believe this. The science is there. Bugs are real. Yeah, I could probably fight my mom. I'll fight your mom. God damn, this is important. Hello, you beauties. Welcome to Podcast Very Important, the only podcast you should be listening to. My name's Connor Doyle. With me, as always, is my co-host...
1: Shane, the co-host Cooley. Do we, do we not do the middle monikers anymore?
0: You can do whatever you want.
1: Oh, cool. New podcast, no rules, no holds barred.
0: There's plenty of rules. I'm just not going to tell you until you run into them. You can do whatever uh-huh. you want, but there will be consequences.
1: Am I going to podcast jail again?
0: That's right. Podcast very important. Here we talk about the most important things in the world, in the universe, this week. Things that you need to know so you don't need to listen to any other podcast or media at all. What the hell? And you're getting this for free?
1: You are. Now, so far... We don't have a pay structure yet? No. Okay. No,
0: not yet. We don't have the paywall in place. Once we do, we'll let you know, uh, and you guys can pay.
1: So... Yeah. So, okay. So uh, was I supposed to prepare for this? This was this whole podcast was sort of your idea. And then I was like, I'll be the talent, you know, throw me in.
0: Yeah. So what do you got for Shane?
1: Well, I'll be honest. You only told me the name of the podcast and you didn't even, you, you gave it to me as an acronym. You said uh, PVI, we're doing PVI now. And I wasn't really aware of what that was.
0: Shane, we're two minutes in and you're telling me you haven't found something that's... Very important.
1: Uh, there's tons of stuff. Uh, uh,
0: uh. I know stuff.
1: Yeah, you start. You start, and we'll you know we'll go back and forth.
0: Okay. Uh today we've got we're gonna go through our top ten number ones. These are the top ten number one most uh, important things that you need to know this week. Top ten number one. Number one, most important thing to know, uh, if you've got a giant for a band, gentle giant, one of the best prog bands in the world. Would you agree, Shane?
1: Well, yeah, I thought, okay, so this is like, this is totally new. I thought we weren't allowed to talk about prog on the podcast because that is, uh, it's poison for most listeners, but I'm excited. Yeah.
0: Pa- I, Prague is poison,
1: but poison isn't prog that band sucks.
0: That band sucks. Even the Rose song. Uh, Gentle Giant. If anybody has ever seen or heard this band, it's too much and it's a lot, but it's technically music. And that's what I didn't know.
1: Yeah. The, the thing I really like about Gentle Giant is it's a really good litmus test for if somebody is into Prague or they're like into it. Uh, there's a lot of dads I've spoken to where I've been like, you know, I listen to a lot of progressive rock and they're like, Oh, yeah, cool. Not Gentle Giant, though, right? And that's kind of where the conversation ends, and I break up with their daughter. But uh, that has happened multiple times.
0: That's the point, right? Like, because if you're into Gentle Giant, you're into some freaky shit. Yeah. It's indicative of, uh, of more underlying problems. Now, to our listeners who may not have heard Gentle Giant, first of all, I highly recommend you go and listen to a song of theirs, probably Proclamation. I think that's a really good intro to gentle giant
1: it's good because it scares you part way through but if you if you hold through if you get look trust me you're gonna get scared and then if you hold through a little bit it's very groovy
0: you guys remember when you saw bane and batman forever being turned into a uh, a big super soldier and they pump they chain him up and pump him his brain full of gross stuff that is what this feels like at first it's very fun um But for those of you who are too afraid, and that's fine. I understand it. Imagine you are trapped in a room that's not a room. No, you're in a chamber. You're in a medieval chamber where there is a bunch of people playing old, crappy medieval instruments. You know, the old guitar, the two flutes that come out the sides. Mm -hmm. You know, like the nutcracker flutes, Uh, the one drum. That was before they invented drums. They only had drum at that point. That's basically what this band is, and then you throw in pretentious jazz rock musicians. And you've got yourself Gentle Giant. So that's the most important thing you need to know this week. That's uh, number 10, number 1.
1: Yeah, I was was surprised you led with progressive rock. I mean... Well,
0: really, I trailed with it, because this is the end of the list.
1: Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. You see? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: So Shane, do you have a, do you have number nine?
1: Oh, uh, what? Number nine, number one. Do you have the the Uh, first number nine? Uh, yeah, let me just.
0: Oh yeah. Um, Okay. uh, Oh, he's working hard. Oh, he's going into the, he's going into his, his, uh, room of files. I,
1: well, I guess uh, so the most important uh, fake martial artist. How about this? Alright? Yeah. I got really yeah. into fake martial arts. Uh fascinating history, but it's gotta be Count Dante. You know? You heard of this when I talked to you about this earlier today?
0: What is a what is a fake martial art?
1: Uh it's you know, in martial art where they say you have psychic powers or something, or like, oh you can kill a man but just by poking them in the head. You know, like okay. you know, like pressure point uh Like if if Tai Chi gives you mystical powers and you can fly kind of thing.
0: Is there not a way to measure these, the veracity of these claims, like flying, like watching a man fly?
1: hundred percent. And that's why they uh, actively avoid doing that.
0: Oh, I see. Okay. (laughs) So how do they demonstrate the powers?
1: Uh, They have a lot of people that are in on it and, uh, you know, they do like a psychic wave kind of thing at them and they all fly out of the way. And then when somebody who actually knows how to fight asks them to fight, they say no or they get beaten up really badly and <laughs> and then they say, "Oh, I so I was sick."
0: "Oh, I was sick that day." "Oh
1: yeah, oh, sorry my energy wasn't right."
0: Right. Kind of like the psychic stuff where they're like, "Well, I, it was off. I was off. I was having yeah. an off day."
1: "Oh, sorry, you're actually more psychic than me." You didn't know that. Uh, but... I'm
0: sorry, guys. I was I was thinking yeah. of something else. I was thinking something really funny and I couldn't.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, read sorry. Your mind. I, yeah, I was Ugh. busy uh, while we were fighting. I was busy. I was astral projecting. Uh, well,
0: <laughs> I want a psychic that gives bad news.
1: Like, exclusively. You know, like,
0: I want to talk to your folks. Like, I'll, I'll get you in touch with your folks. so I can speak to them on the other side. Oh, no.
1: Oh, they're disappointed.
0: Yeah, Barbara's actually, she's really not happy with it. That actually, th- I think I've told you this before, that happened to me. My aunt. <laughs> my aunt so my grandmother on my mum's side my nanny she died when my mum was 16 so i never met her and my mum's sister my my aunt uh she's into sort of reiki and crystals and psychics and she brought a psychic over to the house does
1: she like fake martial arts uh
0: i don't know if she likes fake martial arts she can fly and knock me out with a tap to the head okay. though good okay. she Brought a psychic over to the house and then, uh, and then like did like a seance type thing and then like got in touch with the spirit of my nanny, who, according to this psychic, really likes my brother, thinks he's great, but really isn't a fan of me.
1: (laughs) Okay, so here's the thing like, I really like the idea of ghosts and spirits and talking to them because it can make sense for like a minute. But then it doesn't like fully follow through. So like, does this ghost watch you all the time? It's just like, what are these kids right. like? And then follows you at school and is like, I didn't like that joke. Yeah. Or like it's standing over your shoulder while you're doing a math test and is like, this idiot. Like, I'm like Nanny,
0: on. I'm doing my best and we've never met. No. And Derek's three years younger than me, and he can't even play Turok yet. He's not even allowed up past nine eight nine
1: PM. And that's when The Simpsons uh, plays. So, like, come on, it's embarrassing.
0: So that that hurt.
1: Yeah. So that uh, that reminds me, actually, um, to totally sidestep what we were talking about. I went to a séance one time. Uh, I uh, I won a contest through illicit means. We won't get into that. And
0: you won <laughs> a séance contest?
1: Yeah. I well. <laughs> My my partner knows the uh, the person who was putting on the contest, so they're like, "Okay, you win." Uh, so,
0: <laughs> oh my God, so this was, they would know, like they would know that you cheated, wouldn't they? And or wouldn't they even just be able to manipulate the rules to get you to win? Yeah, that's what happened. I mean, like, no, no, like through psychic means, Shane.
1: Oh no! See, the person putting on the, the con the contest wasn't a a uh, psychic. They were oh
0: they were a muggle
1: the, the psychic was doing seances at black creek pioneer village uh which if you don't know is uh if you've ever watched the witch it's kind of like the town from the witch but exclusively staffed by uh people in their mid-20s and uh and there's so, no heat no heat and it sucks and they just churn a lot of butter but so we went to this, this seance there, and the thing is, it's really great and really spooky. As long as you never think about it, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> uh, the the guy who runs it is a magician. I looked him up afterward, and uh, he like slowly builds how spooky it is, and he looks just as scared as he wants you to be. <laughs> Everything it's that like, happens, I didn't expect this, guys. Yeah, oh, 100%. Like, a, a bell rang in the other room, and he was like, what the fuck was that? Do you have your phone on? <laughs> Do you have your phone on? you like, no, no. And he's like, did you hear that? I was like, yeah, I, I heard that. He's like, that's not supposed to happen. And, uh, you know, it ended up, somebody got possessed, and it was a it was a whole thing. The whole time, wait, I was wait, terrified. Wait, 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 wait. And then Some I left, it, and I was like, oh. I, yeah, that was like a theme park ride.
0: Okay, somebody got possessed. What did that look like? Was it like the Exorcists, 70s style like
1: well so let's jump forward from uh from bells ringing to the point where we are opening a portal to the spirit realm we're all sitting around a table with our hands linked and um he the, the magician he's terrified he can't close the portal right this isn't supposed to happen oh no it's supposed to be you know maybe we make a little contact and closes the portal he can't do it something's through and, uh, this, this was
0: supposed to be a little bit of Halloween fun, and now it's got out of control. My hubris as a seance master has gone too far.
1: Yeah, and uh, so she, uh, the one who's uh, possessed, she uh, you know starts speaking as the spirit kind of thing. Oh uh, it was pretty, pretty wild, and I think something that broke the spell a little bit was once we closed the portal to hell and we're all fine, he's like, all right, everybody needs to leave. I need to do another tour in five minutes. <laughs> we went a little He's, long
0: uh, let's hope this doesn't happen again yeah. it's only it's, it's not gonna happen twice in one night <laughs> okay well so number nine is dev de, number uh number nine number one most important is definitely is ghosts. ghosts so we told you about ghosts Ghost kung fu yeah so what about this fake martial arts master
1: Oh, yeah, we can circle back on that. Yeah, so his name's Count Dante, and he was in Chicago in the 70s, and he was kind of famous because he uh, he put out ads in comic books. He was, like, kind of one of the first uh, people to really jump on that. Yeah, so if you're looking at, like a, like, a 70s issue of X-Men or something, there'll be an ad for the deadliest martial art. So picture you're 12, and you want to see what uh, Cyclops is up to because you're a nerd. And uh, then you see this man with a goatee who looks like horny uh, Satan. And uh, he's telling you that with pressure point techniques, you can just kill a man. So why not order my booklet and I'll teach you how to kill people. You 12 year old. And uh, nobody liked him because anytime they were sparring, he'd like pull their hair and like claw their face and stuff.
0: Well, Shane, that's one of the first pressure points that you learn. That's an ancient, ancient technique.
1: Yeah, the the ancient chakra points of uh, the hair and the balls,
0: hair and the balls.
1: Just punch a man in the balls. That's technique two.
0: That's really all you need. Grab according the. According to, oh, well, yeah. If you would get a Dante
1: pants a little bit, uh, yeah.
0: Master Dante. Sorry.
1: Yeah, and so this sort of culminated with. Uh, he had a rivalry with another dojo, and he and his friend were like, "Oh, let's go, let's go, fuck them up. We're the coolest dojo, uh, you know." They all, they do all these polite styles of fighting, and you know we're ripping people's dicks off. So they took some dynamite and tried to throw it through their window, and then that turned into a street brawl where they all fought with katanas and uh, shurikens, I presume. Size,
0: you know, it's like, why would you be so pissed? It's just dynamite.
1: Yeah, you've got the psychic powers.
0: Spin kick, kick, spin, kick it, it out. blast it back, yeah. <laughs> blast it back, you pussy.
1: Yeah, a bunch of people ended up in the hospital. A guy got his eye ripped out. And yeah, Chill out,
0: guys. It's a prank.
1: Ultimately, they went to court, and the judge said, uh, I think you guys all got what you deserved. <laughs> and that was the yeah, end of I, that.
0: It wouldn't be right for me to punish you any more than the Cosmos already have.
1: <laughs> yeah, it... He said some... I I need to look up the quote, but it was like, you idiots got what you deserved to both sides of the conflict.
0: To be honest, and I think Judge Judy proves this, that we don't really want justice. We want somebody to fucking go off on someone.
1: We want sassy judges. Yeah.
0: Like, I don't know... like." Look, Donald Trump needs to go to prison, I'm sure. I don't know. I heard he's, like, a silly man. But I would like to see people yell at him. I'd just like to see someone sit him down and go, you, listen up, no Diet Coke. That stuff you've been saying? It's out of here now, pal, just like you. And na-na-na-na-na. And I could, if you had that, like, he had to show up for that for eight hours a day for... I don't know, like, th- the rest of his life?
1: And we get all the TV judges in on it. Judge Judy starts yelling. Judge Joe Brown starts yelling. Oh,
0: dude. Who's the little one from the People's Court? One from the People's Court was my favorite. Yeah. She's like, She was, like, probably, and I actually think this is pretty close. She was probably, like, two feet tall, and she would, like, sit on, like, a booster seat in there, and she would, like, do you remember her? She had, like, red hair. Oh, And yeah. she'd, like, jump out and like, you son of a bitch! Get the fuck out of my TV court, you fuck! Get out of here, you God! It was so good. That's what I want them to do. And I'd like to see them do that to other people that maybe even, even committed crimes. Like, I'd like to see somebody yell at Ryan Seacrest just because it doesn't look like it's ever happened.
1: Yeah, he's too successful. Let's take him down a notch. But also, let's... I'm loving this uh, this daytime TV hag that you're setting up for Donald Trump. I'd say throw in Maury, throw in Ricky Lake, Geraldo Rivera, although he likes Trump. Maybe not him. But just have all of them yell at him, do paternity tests, do the whole thing. Someone throw a chair at him.
0: What is this? There's a bunch of the, the giant blast doors at the back are opening. What? Smoke's pouring out? What? Bright light? Oprah has entered. Fucking ladder on the back of Donald Trump's head. Pfft. What did you think you were doing? What's this? Climbing out of Oprah is Dr. Phil. He smacks him on the head with a chair. Ah! The crowd goes wild. Everybody has a car he get to hit Donald <laughs> Trump with.
1: Yeah. This okay, is very
0: important. So number seven, I'd say most important would be what, what would you call that, Donald Trump punishment talk show?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, let's just say number seven most important Oprah. Yeah, wrestling. Oprah. Oprah slash wrestle wrestling. Okay, that's it. You know what that means now, Shane? Don't you?
1: Uh, nope. I've never done. Leads me on to number six. Oh wow.
0: Number six. Now. This one, I'm going to be honest with you, Shane. I
1: don't know if you're ready for. I'm not ready for any of this.
0: This is the kind of stuff that I think you might uh, be scared of.
1: We already did ghosts and martial arts. So I don't, that's the, my top fears.
0: Once I sing this to you, I think you're going to lose it. Uh, I The number one way, because you know, like the, okay, let me start over. Canada is a beautiful country, and sure. I think the world needs to see it once this virus, this COVID-19, whenever you want to call it, is gone. I think people are going to want to experience Canada, uh, experience the different places. And
1: I think I know what you're getting at.
0: I think you do. There's a place in Canada that is unlike any other that I think everybody needs to experience. And that is, of course, Regina, Saskatchewan. Mm -hmm. Now, Shane, have you ever been to Regina?
1: I have. I was driving across the country, and we stopped there for one night because we were sick of sleeping in the van. I stayed Mm -hmm. at a Marriott, and next to it, or it might have been a Ramada. Don't quote me on that. Officer, don't quote me on that. It changes the story. Yeah, and it was next to a Denny's. And I love Denny's, so we ate at the Denny's. And the waitress, it was uh, I think her third day, and she was not a fan of Denny's. And so, uh, really, yeah, we were like asking. she
0: didn't like the man. The she didn't like Denny who ran it.
1: I think she was fine with the job. She just thought everything they sold sucked. Oh, yeah. And they sell beef, right? They sell which? Sorry, pardon me. Beef, uh, among other things, egg, bread. Okay. Coffee.
0: So you've been to Regina. And Lenny, what, what did you think?
1: Honestly, everybody was very nice. Uh, despite somebody roasting Denny's, and I like Denny's a lot. Uh, she was very nice. And that's the only thing I experienced in Regina.
0: I've never been to Regina, but Shane... Uh, my friend has told me about it and I've just been in love with the place since then I just think it's magical you know it's like people go to Hobbiton to get married my third wife I'm going to Regina mm-hmm. uh, just to experience it and there's a I, I highly recommend everybody go check out the tourist board of Saskatchewan presents uh, experience Regina just find it on YouTube there's a fantastic song that is one hell of an earworm and if this doesn't sell you on Regina I don't think anything could
1: I do like that you're assigning homework.
0: Experience Regina. And this will be, you will be, look, I'm not, I'm not looking at participation, guys. I'm not going to be, you know, keeping attendance, but watch Experience Regina. If you're hoping to get anything from this podcast, watch Experience Regina. Okay.
1: Yeah, this will be on the test. We're thinking of uh, instituting a sort of CAPTCHA test, you know, like prove you're not a robot, but instead of like picking bikes or like boats or something out of pictures, it's all multiple choice quiz questions on the podcast. So you really got to earn it.
0: You got to work for this, for this grade, guys. Look, this isn't high school anymore. You got to buckle up.
1: Look, this was high school.
0: I'm not your dad anymore. (laughs) I'm your professor. I'm the professor of life. And I don't care if you pass because I'm writing a book. This is a side gig for me. I don't even like this.
1: That, that cut deep
0: <laughs> Alright we're going to take a break And when we come back we're going to have uh, A very important guest uh, So That'll be here
1: So After uh, Run the ad or what do you
0: There might be an ad It might be It might be me
1: Podcast, podcast? podcast.
2: podcast. Very important Welcome
0: back to Podcast very important, the only podcast you should be listening to. I'm Connor diddley dots Doyle with me as always my co-host Shane.
1: you remember you remember my name
0: That was it. Shane is here. hey uh and we have a special guest a very important guest to tell you some some of the more important things you need to know this week. uh hello, important guest. do you want to introduce yourself? Yep, hey
3: there, it's me, it's Charles Hutchings. Wow, it feels weird using my real name. Uh, just to spell it out there: C H A R L E apostrophe S Hutchings, H U T C
0: H. Now, just a little background on Charles. Uh, I've known <clears throat> him for a long time. He used to have a mustache. Now he doesn't. Charles, what's your uh most important thing? You're, we're going through our top 10 number ones. Okay, so number 10, number one was Prog Band, Gentle Giant Will Scare You. Uh, number nine, number one is uh, martial arts and, well, more so ghosts. Then number eight was martial art master Dante. Number seven, number one, Oprah slash wrestling. Number six, number one is Experience Regina. Number five, Charles Hutchings, What Is Number five, number one.
3: Uh, I, ha- I, I I. don't know. Why. I'm just, I'm hesitating to add suspense because I know what the answer to this is, obviously. Yeah, and of course. It's, uh, it's Joanna Newsom song
2: titles.
0: Oh. Joanna Newsom.
1: They're very yep. cryptic. Song no. titles.
3: Joanna Newsom song titles and Joanna Newsom's singing accent. Both of those things.
1: She falls into that category of you hear it and you think, oh, this is a joke. And then you hear it another 20 times and you think, oh, it's mm -hmm. actually the best singing possible. Yeah. People should only sing like this.
3: And that's a good lesson to learn, which is if you're doing something and people are laughing at you, keep doing it until they stop laughing. And take you seriously.
0: Now, she plays the harp, right? I think she plays the
3: harp in anything related to the harp. She's sort of got her fing- her long elven fingers in all of those stand-up uh, sort of mystical uh, stringed instruments. She plays the harpsichord. She really bangs a couple stuff out on the harpsichord. And all of the songs that she plays on the harpsichord are sort of lists of things that you might find on a walk in like the English cliffside. Like clams, cockles, mm. pears, like dandelion uh pocket watch coin
0: uh World War 2 German
3: POW World War II, There's
0: yeah. a uh thing with harp girls that I feel they have in similarity with horse girls. They run around on their hands and hands and feet. I don't it, it might be that I don't know what it is. I just feel like If I see a cute girl with a harp, I get wary.
3: Yeah. I think you can tell right away if they're wearing Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter-inspired jewelry.
0: Exactly. Because I'm going, okay, either like you're cute and nice, but there's something crazy going on, or you're a fey being that's crossed over from the fey wild to trick me Mm. with your pixie dust and transport me back Uh, where I'll be forever a child.
1: I do think it's a red flag if somebody can read and write Elvish but doesn't like Lord of the Rings. You know? I just
0: like languages.
3: I think that's, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's a red flag. That sort of goes hand in hand with what Connor was just saying, that they're a real witch, a very powerful witch that you should probably not get involved with.
1: All right. Now, do you have some examples of these songs yeah, yeah, i will
3: just name some off the top of my head, like Bumble, Crab, Bundle, uh, and then there are really long ones like the bridge that I built over the River Kwai in brackets or how to disseminate between yourself and your other self or something. I don't know. Let me just rattle some more off. Uh, a historical reimagining of the time that I broke my ankle on vacation in Venice Beach. It's probably one. I don't know.
1: A Peach, plum, pear... Yeah, pre-prepared pie crust, one cup sugar. <laughs> That's right. Mix, bake at 350 for half an hour.
3: Yeah, I like to think that I like to imagine her getting into conversations with the people who do the layout for her records, like for her LPs, and she hands them the song titles, and they go, "Come on, this? Is this is needlessly challenging? What
0: are we doing here? What is lobster and cleavage probe? <laughs> That's what my is that even? What are you talking about, Joanna?" And I assume she's playing the harp. I assume she goes everywhere with it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes
3: she probably just whistles into like a big singing bowl.
0: (laughs) Probably. There's these harp twins. uh, And I believe they are witches. I do believe they are from the Fey Realm. Uh, I think they have crossed over to trap man's souls in their lifeless dead eyes. They appear to be from the United States. They're twins and they wear the same clothing and they have little harps and they play like they play covers of things like Thunderstruck and stuff. Oh, that's weird. Yeah.
3: Isn't like, isn't in astrology, isn't Gemini portrayed as two sisters playing harps? Is that a thing or is it just one person oh, playing a harp and that's there you some go. Other symbol that I I can't think of? Um, See,
0: I would have thought you'd get them, like if I had twins, I'm going to get them to do things like they got to play the same instrument, the same single instrument. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like both ends of the didgeridoo
1: at the same time. Right.
0: Or give them Michelangelo (laughs) Badio's guitar, you know, that guitar that's like going off in two directions and then you just have them both play that. Yeah.
3: I, I think there's a rich, there's sort of a rich repertoire of Creepy families playing eerie music. Have you guys heard of the Queeby Sisters? Oh, sounds really queeby. I think it's two, maybe three. I think it's three. It's three sisters and their dad. They're clearly from the south, the south of the United States. Their dad's their manager. He plays the acoustic guitar, and the rest of them sing. And I think two of them play the fiddle, or maybe all three. Three of them play the fiddle, but their harmonies are eerily perfect it like it doesn't sound like there's any joy in it it sounds like the kind of thing that you hear like you know when when choirs or when orchestras play for like a dictator play for like Putin it's like it has to be perfect not soulful it has to be perfect so it's like so it's, they're
1: like they're like if the shags worked
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: are you guys familiar with the shags I,
3: I, I think I think you're talking about the no, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh,
1: there was a a group in the 70s, I think, of three sisters, and their dad went to a uh, Romani uh, fortune teller who said that he would have three daughters and they would be incredibly famous musicians. So he had three daughters and then forced them to train on instruments all day, every day. But they had no musical instruction, so... Uh, they recorded an album at the dad's expense and they worked really hard, but don't know what they're doing. So they're all playing different rhythms and there nothing is in a discernible musical key. And it is nightmare music. And uh, the album went undiscovered for a very long time until a guy from uh, a new wave band found it at a radio station and was like, this yeah. is the best piece of art that's ever existed.
3: And then Captain Beefheart heard it and he's like, I can do that.
1: Honestly, Frank Zappa heard it and he said it was yeah. his favorite album. So you're not very no far way. off. No Wow, yeah. of course. I'd recommend checking out. Uh, yeah, my pal Foot Foot. It's a pretty cool track. And uh, after this came smokes. came about, they got back together to do another album. But unfortunately, they had uh, learned how to play a bit better, and it doesn't work anymore.
0: Hmm. What's the? There must have been a lot of sexy gypsies in the '70s. There must have been a lot of sexy Romani people because there are so many songs about like a gypsy woman, a gypsy queen, gypsy by Merciful Fate. There's so many songs about some sexy gypsy woman using her magic on you.
3: I think it's just because people
0: smoked La Gitan,
3: the cigarettes that had the gypsy lady on it.
0: Okay. Well, I was thinking it was... Okay. No, what were you going to say? No, I don't want to talk about it now. It feels it feels silly. No, I I think
3: you know, I'd love to, I'd love to hear the
0: hypothesis. I'm just wondering if I'm just wondering if gypsies are and I don't want anybody to take this the wrong way. Well, if, I mean I know we already say things on this podcast. I know everybody says stuff. Just using this uh, word over and over again, I think, is a bad start. Here's... He, okay, I'm going to try and be as diplomatic as possible here. All right, here we go.
1: So you're starting now.
0: Okay, now go. Now I'm starting. These chippos <laughs> in the...
1: Connor, okay, guys. I, if you're
0: not going to listen to me, then I, I see this is why I, can, I don't say these. Things. Yeah, I can hear It's people because I on feel like door. you guys make fun of me every time. And I'm just trying to say something nice.
1: I just don't know why you largely get your uh, uh, your vocabulary out of a dictionary from uh, the 1800s. Yeah. Like there are some things you'll say and then I'll look them up the next day and then I'll be offended. And it's like, could we cut out the middleman, or you could just, uh, you know, say things that are fine.
0: Okay. Is this just because, is this be this is because I grew up reading World War II propaganda instead of children's books?
1: Yeah, exclusively. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, and that's my fault?
1: I don't know whose fault it is, but it's your responsibility.
0: I have an idea. The Germans, probably. I have an idea whose fault it was. Hmm. Anyway, uh, number four. What is cum? What is it made of? What do you guys think?
1: It's old pee.
0: Old pee. Okay. That's cool. Old, old pee.
1: It's been agitated. It's kind of like, um, have you guys ever made mayonnaise? And I don't mean uh, this as a euphemism.
3: Can I answer? Can I answer as if you mean, meant it as a euphemism? For sure. No.
1: <laughs> so you take egg yolks mm? and uh, vegetable oil, and maybe some fixins, and you just mix it together. And you're like, "This isn't going to be mayonnaise." And then you you keep mixing it together, and it like instantly turns into mayonnaise. So I think the same thing happens mm-hmm. with pee when it's in you for too long, and you've gone for a jog. It starts to emulsify. Yeah. And it turns into cum.
0: That's interesting. Now, you've never, and you've never done this before, Charlie. Is that right?
3: I've never done it before, but I've definitely read about it. I've heard about it. You see it talked about all the time in popular culture. You see it talked about Mm -hmm. all the time in books. Um, Mm -hmm. And I have a theory, um, and it all comes back to the boner, which is the source of cum, right? Boner, what does that make you think of?
0: Well, penis. Yes. A male penis, uh, fully enthraged with you're not, you're the primal goods of the insides of a man that makes him the yes. spiritual essence of a boner. Can you, you name know?
3: something else that's inside a man and also inside a woman? Skeleton. Um, baby. Baby? Skeleton. Skelet- yeah. Skeleton. So, yeah. So, boner. Yeah. Bones, skeleton, made of bones. What color is skeleton traditionally?
0: White. Bingo. Which is racist. See Shane? I'm yeah, not learning. All mad. Yeah. I'm learning. On the
3: inside, we're all white. That's what I've been trying to tell everyone. Um, Years.
0: That feels wrong.
3: Uh anyways, but you see what I'm saying? So the inside, bone is white, boner, what is inside a boner? White. Bone, it's probably bone goo, is what I'm saying. And when you're done, you're when you're done, the cum, the boner goes away. So obviously, something leaves. The bone, right? It's bone juice. Yeah.
0: Okay. I think it's just like a dick sneeze.
3: Like you're sick if you
0: do it too much. Yeah. Like you know, you tickle your nose and <clears throat> you tickle downstairs and. <clears throat> Yeah, but I've I've uh,
3: definitely milled a lot of pepper onto the tip of my penis, and I've never come
0: from that, let me tell you.
1: Not even a cough.
0: Not even a
1: cough.
0: uh th- roommate of mine, and I'm sure he won't mind me telling this story because he tells it to people he just meets, Uh old roommate of mine, he uh, had once eaten uh, spicy wings and then went... And performed lingus on his girlfriend, even though he had washed his face. It's
1: irresponsible.
0: Yeah. Uh and she hated that and got him back by doing the same thing without telling him.
1: See, this is I've always said that spicy wings are a weapon. I mean they're a tool. You have, and you have also and a weapon. I'll
0: stand by that. I'll and I, I disagreed with you at the time. I disagreed with you when we were uh, at the front and you had said that. You know, I was trying to get you to pick up the rifle. I was trying to get us into position, but you, and you were saying, and uh, to quote you, you said, "These gang banging hot wings are some some hell of a weapon."
1: Yeah. And uh, they disagreed with me when I was working at the concert venue as a bouncer, and I was frisking people for hot wings exclusively. And they, you know, they said, "You're they're allowed to bring in hot wings," and I said, "They're they're a dang weapon."
0: You said, "Not on my watch."
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now while I'm here,
0: you were smelling everybody.
1: Yeah, I'll take a taste. Right, you
0: don't need to do a pat-down.
1: No. I can smell a, a spicy wing from uh, a centimeter away.
0: Yeah. We use metric. We use metric. You guys like drums or flats? Store What's the it. difference? One, One's a drumstick and yeah. flats are the wings. Yeah,
3: and you can do a fancy thing with the wings where you just sort of... Take off the bit of cartilage on one end and then you put the whole thing in your mouth in your mouth and you take it out. Get all the meat in one go, leave the whole thing clean. It's real
0: impressive to backcountry people. I don't I don't eat meat anymore, but I do I I was a wingman over the drumsticks. The drumsticks, there was something about it.
1: There's a lot going on in there.
0: It felt like and I'm gonna be honest, and, and it's part of what made what Shane said makes so much sense. It felt like I was sticking a gun in my mouth.
3: Yeah. yeah. Do you think that's why? You know,
0: I put it in there and I, I, for a second, I went, I got so much to live for. Why am I doing this? Kurt Cobain famously loved them. It was basically a scene from Lethal Weapon where I was like <sighs> holding my mouth completely open and fitting the entire drumstick in there. <sighs> and I was like, why am I doing this to myself? There's so much for me to live for.
1: Yeah, see, I've always been against chicken wings because I think they're too much work for what you get. Too much work. Give me any other part of the chicken and I'll eat it twice as fast as a chicken wing and it'll taste the same. Why are we putting all this effort into eating the limbs?
3: How do you feel about hot dogs? They're fine. They're fine? You know how much work goes into a hot dog, man?
0: Think about it. I feel like hot dogs are byproducts there aren't they like isn't it like the work goes into something else and what comes out is that other thing and hot dog
3: yeah i mean yeah if you are that's that's the loveless kind of hot dog no but if you're going it, and you're I, making oh some links, i'm sorry
0: i'm not giving it a fair rap i'm sorry what is the love that goes into hot dogs taking got, into the magic of the hot dog factory
3: you ever seen a pig get born you watch that pig get born
0: it's the most beautiful thing you've ever
3: seen you raise the pig for years And you feed the pig all the things that you want it to taste like. You feed it Doritos. You feed it Skittles. You feed it only chocolate milk. And you feed it fennel seeds and garlic and rosemary and stuff. Hot dogs. Hot hot dogs. Better hot dogs. Your favorite kind of hot dogs. And then you you let it grow to sexual adulthood. It makes personal revelations. It makes uh, relationships. And then when it gets fat enough, you kill it, which is heartbreaking. It's the worst. And then you got to grind it all up. You got to put it through a machine, grind it all up, grind up your best friend. And then you got to take that thing's guts, your best friend's guts, and you got to load those, load those things full of its own beef, its own pork meat. Can you imagine? And it tastes amazing. It tastes like Skittles and all that other shit you've put into it. But that's how long it takes. You know, when you buy hot dogs from the store, yeah, it's made from dog food companies, shell companies, you know, but if you make it on your own, the way God intended Tears a chunk out of your soul every time.
1: Is, is a Oscar Mayer a, a dog food shell company?
3: Oscar Mayer is a terrorist, if you ask me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Oscar Mayer is actually an anagram of Iams. Mm. No.
1: No, I did I... the math. Let's check it out.
0: I didn't... Okay, so I guess then we know that uh, the number three, number one... Most important thing this week is wings or weapons, and I think the number two, number one most important things we learned is uh, wieners or wonders.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what and I, I want came everybody. On the show to if say. they're going
0: to take anything away from this episode, please, and this this will be on the exam. Wings are wonder. Wings are weapons. Wieners are wonders. Mm-hmm. Wings are weapons. Wieners. Our wonders.
3: Got to figure out how to say that and write that in Latin. Put it. All right. Now, motto. before we
0: get to the top 10, number one, number one, uh, we're going to dive into the podcast. Very important vault. This is a collection of archival th- th- shit that we are holding on to for the Library of Congress until they change their mind and take it off our hands.
1: They'll budge. Yeah, Justin Trudeau's private comedy library yeah. that uh, he refuses to let us into.
0: He refuses to let us anywhere near him, and it's like, don't flatter yourself, JT. I'm just trying to get to the vault. Anyway, we're gonna uh, we're gonna dive into one of our uh, one of our beautiful pieces of archival sound from the from the vault. And when we come back, you're going to get your top 10 number one, number one on Podcast Very Important. Podcast Very Important. Podcast Very Important. You are about to hear a very important message regarding the COVID 19 virus from very important people. Remember, we're all in this together.
2: Hello everyone, it's me, Gwyneth Paltrow. I'd like to thank you all for tuning in today to my live stream, and I have a treat for you. Today, in honor of this beautiful planet we all inhabit together, we're going to be giving you all, all of you people at home who are fortunate enough to have a computer and internet access, we are going to give you all a look into... The garbages of your favorite celebrities. We're going to be looking through my compost and my garbage first. What's this? Oh, I'll just open the bin up. I have very. Oh, sorry. Oh, my little hello, hello servant. Miss Peltre, please, may I please be released? Are you done pre-chewing the compost before I take it out to the sweet little bugs in my backyard? Please, Miss Belcher, please. I still see some coffee grounds that aren't quite mush. I'm just going to close the lid. Now this is a simple trick, I'm just... This is a simple trick anyone at home can achieve. You just need to hire yourself a compost goblin. Mine's from Sri Lanka. And you have them live in your compost and chew your stuff. So it can be pre-chewed for the worms because we don't want to task our friends in the dirt, do we? And now I'm I'm going to throw to my good friend, George Clooney, who's going to give us a tour of his garbage. I hope you're all staying safe. George?
0: Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. it's me, George Clooney, star of Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's Twelve. It was played by a lady in Ocean's Nine. Listen, this virus has us all impacted. Um, And lately, it's got me... Well, it's got me feeling some big feelings. I uh, saw a video on the internet the other day of a man fucking a trumpet. There's not a lot to do. I think I got to the bottom of the Internet, and I don't know what to do now. Um, just remember we're all in this together, and I have a, a little gift uh, for the people here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hey, hey, mama said the way you move going to make you sweat, going to make you grow. I'm going to pass it off now to... A good friend of mine, uh, back from the ER days, this is Vincent Price.
2: Oh, yes, hello. Quarantined here with my spooky spiders and creepy crawlies. I've been baking bread, but I haven't been able to do gluten-free, which is what I prefer. It's easier on, easier on the tummy. It's tough when all the spiders, you know. You can't let them out to run around. For fear. They're highly, highly contagious. So we're all trapped in here. They run about on my face and whatnot and leave cobwebs everywhere. It's, it's really been tough. Uh, over to you, Brad Pitt.
3: Hey. Just having a Twinkie. Mm. Some of you
2: guys might have seen Fight Club. Then you would have known that I banged
3: uh, Helena Bonham Carter in that movie.
2: Tim Burton's wife. (laughs) That's right. I made Tim Burton a cuck. And now I'd like to throw to my good friend, Dog the Bounty Hunter.
0: My name's Dog the Bounty Hunter. I've been hunting bounties all my life, but I tell you the one bounty I really always needed that I've really been hunting is the bounty of Helen Bonnetum Garter's booty. I fucked Tim Burton's black and white striped socked wife. That little fuck Muppet became <laughs> All right, Mister Hunter, get in the squad car. No, what? You can't take me. We heard what you said about Missus Burton. What you said about Missus Burton? Uh, everybody, stay safe. We're all in this together. Podcast. Very important. Podcast. Very important. Hey, everybody! Welcome back. Hope you enjoyed your journey to the very important vault. I hope you learned something from that. Uh, I think we could all take something from someone. Now we're going. We're counting down our top ten number one most important things, and we are on the top ten number one. Number one. Drum roll. Top ten number top num- t- number 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 mm-hmm. one top ten. Yeah. I'm getting it, Charlie. I've Sorry. got it. I'm just, no, it was just a
3: sympathetic. Am I, I was, supposed it to was say a it? sympathetic thing? No, no. Oh, okay. no. I know you're not supposed to. do I'm that. supposed to say it, and up. I can, and
0: I will say it. Top Bog ten snarkling. number oh. one number one is. Brrr, did the Beatles do any good songs? Yeah. Yeah, I doubt it. I can't name any good. Like I know they were only around for a little bit. I know they're a big, a big band, but I don't think they. Yeah, I I can't name like name one. This is on. Give uh, me one.
3: This true. I'm gonna be frank. Yesterday in the shower, the song "Yellow Submarine" was an invasive thought. It showed up, and the first thing I thought of is how Ringo's so fucking flat when he says "town in the town." he hits it so flat and then he fixes it the last second it's like you guys had infinite studio time you couldn't have just done that one more time which makes me think that maybe they did it a hundred times and that's the best one poor Ringo love him but the guy's a talentless sack of shit
0: you have <coughs> you have infinite studio time you don't have infinite Ringo time
3: yeah, yeah he busy. did he
0: falls asleep at noon <laughs> right like if you were to look at all of the Beatles and think which one's gonna make it it wouldn't be him.
1: But well, see, the thing I love about Death Ringo, is still on, and I think if you if you take a look at him in this way, you, it renews your appreciation, uh, is that he's like a kid who won a contest. Yeah. You know, he saved up enough uh, chocolate bar rappers and he's it's like you get to be the drummer in the Beatles. He was like, oh, this yeah. sounds like fun.
3: Nice. They and just like having him around.
1: He's so happy to be there.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I mean, he does- I think it's an act. You think he's played by a bunch of different people? Is that what you're saying? I think he's actually played by Cheech Martin from the get-go. Ringo and Cheech Martin are the same person.
1: Cheech Marin?
3: Cheech Marin, sorry. I'd add a T in there. You think
0: Cheech Marin is Ringo Starr?
1: Yeah,
3: think about it. Okay, on Cheech and Chong, on that song, on that album they did that had uh, Basketball Jones... Carol King plays on it, George Harrison plays on it, a bunch of people play on it, but Jared Harrison is the link. Mm. And why the fuck would George Harrison team up with Cheech and Chong unless Cheech Marin is actually Ringo Starr? I've been saying this for years.
0: Okay.
1: It does check out.
0: Now it's that can also fit into my theory. Cause I think they skinned Ringo Starr in nineteen sixty something. And they started wearing his skin like the cockroach from Men in Black. Yes. Right? <laughs> And when you need George Harrison to come out, he comes out, right? Yeah. And then you just wrap the skin back around Paul and John while they're in there, while they're in Ringo. Fine. And and as they get tired, you know, it's like John's like, I've had enough and he's like, I'm going, I'm in. He's, yeah. he's wearing Ringo Starr, then George Harrison, and then it'll be Paul.
3: So, what do they do what so when they killed off the characters, what do they do with the skin? you're telling me there's still a perfectly intact John skin suit somewhere and a George skin suit somewhere no they're they didn't kill him they' they
0: are wearing ringos oh I understand
1: hmm. uh see i I had sort of a revelation about the Beatles that I found very depressing, and it's that their entire career as the Beatles uh was started and finished before they were thirty isn't that isn't that something I, for us I 29 mean, year olds yeah okay <laughs> that's what you it. mean
3: by said I was gonna say that's like a remarkable achievement it makes me feel like an, a pile of like a skin flakes of so I think of shit.
1: we need to do 10 yeah. albums uh, yeah. before June 24th just so I can feel a bit better right about all that
0: well I mean I, I've uh, I've got a great podcast going right now so I'm doing pretty I think I'm I'm uh, I'm not at Lennon territory, but I'm pretty close. I'm definitely above Ringo at this point. I'm I'm
3: putting a lot of work into being a really good cat owner and I think it's paying dividends. My my cat's never been healthier and happier.
0: She's a beautiful lady. Thank you. She's a she's a beautiful cat. Thanks.
3: Almost as beautiful as the red coat Ringo's wearing when they play on the roof of wherever that was. Apple Records or whatever. Where the fuck that was big
0: ben some bullshit like that
3: i mean we've been talking a lot of shit about the beatles but i like well i we all know kind of like a forensic amount of them which i think belies eyes <laughs> are our shit talking
2: yeah
0: what are you talking about <laughs> it's like i'm yeah, just no, asking if but if they've got any good songs i'm saying
1: okay. i, know, well, I like, can't like, name them say, but i do they, love
0: them
3: yeah, they might not have any good songs, but I've listened to the record so much that whenever one song ends, I start singing the next song in order on the album, even if it uh-huh. just comes on the radio. It's sure. It's like a Pavlovian okay. response.
0: Right. So you're telling me, you're telling me, "Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds" is good. You're no. telling me, "Within You, Without You" is good. No. You're saying, yes. "With a little help from my friends" is is good. Yes. You're no. saying
3: the Bob Seger version. Uh,
0: maybe. You're saying getting better is good. You're saying no. that flying's good. You're saying Blue Jay Way is good. You're saying hello, goodbye is good. You're saying that while my guitar gently weeps is good. The only good one is oh, blood dee, oh, blah, da. You're saying that come together is good. You're saying that something's good. Come together is You're saying has- here comes the sun is good. You're saying because is good. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Is You're this- trying to say that dig a pony is good. I mean, mine is good. Are you trying to tell me let it be is good, Charlie.
1: I'm surprised that you had this list written on the back of that Shoppers Drug Mart receipt. You keep rolling up. What it? What does it say at the top there? Does it say uh, "songs to challenge friends with"? <laughs>
0: I've got. I've said it's my aggressive song reading list. <laughs> I guess the Beatles have a, a good song or two on here.
3: Do they refer to Ringo as the fifth Beatle just as a joke, or is that something that I made up? <laughs> like, would the band say, "Oh yeah, Ringo, he's like the fifth Beatle," and then they'd be like, "What? What do you mean?"
1: <laughs> I thought the fifth Beatle was uh, like a beetle that they yeah, they all they shared him, they took care of him, put him in their pocket while they yeah. were playing.
0: Yeah, that was <laughs> Phil Spector. It was a hair effigy of Phil Spector. That's him, right? It's a little beetle wearing a wig. Yeah, and that little afro wig.
3: Yeah,
1: he didn't kill his wife. I'll say that. Um, but so say what you will about Ringo Starr. I want to get back to defending him. Uh, he popularized holding your drumsticks like a normal person. He did. He was the you first know nobody one. Nobody did that before him. They all held them like they're like, yeah, like they're like yeah. sautéing in a wok or something.
3: They all, yeah, they all held them like ping pong prodigies from foreign countries. Let's be honest, they
0: all held them like pussies. Like
1: absolute losers. Let's be honest, they all held them like
0: straight-up wusses.
3: And
1: then Ringo Starr, jacked Ringo Starr, ripped his sleeves off on the Ed Sullivan show. And he said, wimps, get out of the hall.
3: Ringo walked so that the drummer for ACDC could stroll.
1: Strut, yeah. (laughs) Strut.
0: Strut. And his moving drum kit, his strutting drum kit was, again, that was... You know, ACDC, another evolution in rock and roll. When he had the wearable drum kit that he would strut yep. up and down that rock and roll catwalk, it was incredible. Yeah. Then Tommy Lee goes upside down. Then the guys from Slipknot have like eight guys playing drums.
1: And then Fleetwood from Fleetwood Mac plays a weird sample vest. Remember yeah, that? He video? Yeah, vest. Video. he plays oh, his vest. He plays his chest.
3: <laughs> I do remember that. And then you have <laughs> Phil Collins who's just doing it all at the same time. Do you guys like to imagine Phil Collins in the in the um, Tarzan sessions with the orchestra just beating his chest at the, the timpani drummers with a ferocious look on his face asking for more, more, more?
2: No, you're running! You're running through the fucking jungle!
3: Can't you imagine it? <sighs> I love
0: that soundtrack. That's a great soundtrack. It has real soul. All right, everybody. Well, this has been Podcast Very Important. Remember, this will be a test at some point. Today's top 10 number ones are... Number 10, Gentle Giant. Number 8, uh, you skipped one. Martial Arts Ghosts. Number 9, oh, ghosts. Number 7, Oprah Slash Wrestling. Number 6, Experience Regina. Number 5, Joanna Newsom Song Titles. Uh, number 6... Old, uh, come is just old P slash, uh, bone goo. And, uh, number three, wings or weapons. Number two, wieners or wonders. And number one, all right, good Beatles songs. I think we I'm Connor. Four.
1: What? Yeah, you read that all out of order.
0: Number seven, numbers,
1: number, f- what was five?
3: Why did you write all of this on the back of a Shoppers Drug Mart receipt? Do you not have other paper?
1: Why do you have so many of those? So
3: many. What are you buying? All My Loving? <laughs> no! It won't be long? Stop. Saw her standing there? Stop challenging me with Beatles Back Catalog. Back in Black? Yes, they're all perfect song- they're all perfect songs! No, Back in Black is by
0: the other good band. Oh yeah, cool. All right, well, this has been Podcast Very Important. Uh, I want to thank our guest, Charles Hutchings, my co-host, Shane Cooley, and myself, Connor Doyle. And we'll see you next week on Podcast Very Important. Podcast Very Podcast Very Important. Podcast Very Important.
2: Stella Rosa Wines wants to make your holidays a little bit merrier with an extra $500 in your wallet. Go to slash wish for your chance to win. Please celebrate responsibly. Stella-brate.
1: Stella Rosa.